Welcome to the Relentless Minds podcast with Lori Jimenez, a platform where influential entrepreneurs get real and share their stories of challenges in life that they've had to face head on and conquer in order to be where they are today. Here, you'll get an inside look at the adversities that these individuals have experienced or are currently dealing with, in addition to their opinions on real life matters and philosophies in life. Most importantly, you'll learn what it takes to have a relentless mind so that you too can stay headstrong in your pursuit of a better future. In this podcast, you're going to get 100% authenticity from people that have figured out how to beat the noise that society creates and have a higher level of self-mastery. Hi, welcome back to my podcast, Relentless Minds. Today I have with me Blake Fly. Blake believes that appreciation is rocket fuel for building a beautiful life and epic business. He is also a motivational speaker whose mission is to improve campus culture by helping people realize that they matter. He has been a TEDx conference host, a featured TEDx speaker, and is the author of The Campus Life Guide. Thank you so much for being here, Blake. I truly appreciate you taking the time. I'm excited. This is going to be sweet. So to start off, can you please tell us, the audience and myself, what you're doing right now and also how you got here? Whoa. Oh my. Well, what I'm doing right now is I'm filled with anticipation for the conversation that's about to ensue. <laughs> and I'm coming at you from my home office in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And everything that I'm up to professionally mm-hmm. is rooted entirely in appreciation. Like how can human beings mm-hmm. in innovative, creative, cool, spontaneous ways just appreciate the people in their lives. Mm. And although that sounds like kind of a soft topic, I find that appreciation becomes the most important thing at turning points in life, like weddings or graduations and, and tragic points in life, such as natural disasters or funerals or illness. So instead of waiting for those milestones, Mm-hmm. that oftentimes are kind of upsetting. Why not just do it because we can? I mean, at the start of this podcast, before we hit record, we literally made a small world connection, I took know. a photo, and through the use of technology, basically oh. looped in two incredible friends that I have that you are now coming to know professionally, and you'll become so close over the years. We all probably will. Oh, and yeah. that took two seconds. Yes. And, and you and I could have literally shared that moment and thought huh cool but instead we captured it included them and that is now forever acknowledged connection yeah embracing that wow so you live life appreciating everything i would say that's kind of like mindfulness you know just being present in every moment and appreciating being grateful for that moment and taking the time Yeah. And also thinking of how to use that as a vehicle to live life and do work because everyone has bills and everyone has a family to feed, even if they don't have a family yet. And Mm -hmm. so I love to think of how can I do this and that be my career, my business, my entrepreneurial journey all at once. So tell us about that. Right now you're a motivational speaker and you talk to kids in college that's that's kind of where i was seen but tell us about that inspiration that brought you to that point yeah uh what brought me to that point 
And I mean, speaking to college students was the way I began my business. And that was like nine years ago. And it's, it's evolved into a variety of ways now, but where that began was when I was in university, I chose at the end of my first year of university, when all my friends decided to move out of the residence and to go get their own house, Mm. they were like, Hey, let's all move in and get a house. Like, come on, man. Like you're in the house. And I said, I'm actually going to live in residence again next year. And they Mm. all thought, why? (laughs) Like Mm. we can get our own house. We don't have to follow these rules. We don't have to like deal with people we don't like. We, and I thought to myself, I can get my own house for like seven decades mm-hmm. after university. I can live in residence for a total of about four years. And so mm-hmm. I lived in residence mm-hmm. all through university. So I had over 6,000 roommates during wow. my student life. And then when I graduated, I wanted to continue this, this experience because I didn't live in residence because I loved partying or because I just wanted to like meet a ton of people. But I thought this is one time in life where a similar group of people are going through a similar stage of life, are dealing with similar challenges, similar high points, similar low points. And I literally get to just be in the, in the mix mm-hmm. of all of it happening. And so after university, I applied for my first like grown-up job, which was to be a manager of one of the residences at the university. So my first job of like making money and having a salary and having benefits was living in a residence, running events, dealing with behavior situations, like having to break up fights and having tough conversations with parents about your your kid like vandalized a building or your son is homesick and they need to come back like all yeah. things about student life huh. except really it was all things just about the human experience it just happened to be being experienced by like 18 year olds okay. so when i finished that career it was only like a three-year contract i thought how can i do this forever but not live in residence forever <laughs> mm-hmm. so i started a business as a motivational speaker traveling around to colleges and universities speaking to students about how to successfully begin university mm-hmm. because usually it's those first few weeks or months that are like most crucial and so all i talked to students about was like these main ways to begin with keeping in mind, not just like, hey, study, but how can you do it so that you're being mindful of your program, your people, and your passions? And really, the, the people part of that was like the main event. It's just, you're going to meet people here who are going to play a crucial role in your life. And when you leave this place, they might be gone because they're going to move back to their respective part of the world. Mm. And although you can send them a Facebook message, it's going to change. So how can you appreciate these people while you're all here together so that you don't regret missing that opportunity once they're gone? So you were, when you were in this position of um, a managerial position and you were dealing, you were helping these people cope, you know, giving feedback to parents also that, 
would you say set the tone for what you want to do, like where you felt your purpose was? It definitely played a role. It, uh, it always just fascinated me mm. how at the end of the year on move out day, that was when people were really starting to understand like, Oh my gosh, like it's over. Yeah. It, it's almost like they didn't get the memo mm. that if they wanted to, they could have made the most of the whole year. Mm-hmm. So because I was there for so long, seeing the same behavior mm-hmm. of like, Oh, it's over. No. I then just decided, okay, well, how can I kind of give these people the heads up? Like, Psst, this is going to go by quickly. So just like make the absolute most of it while you're here, because never again in your life will you have an experience like this one. Huh. And so what I read was that like you want, everybody to feel like their opinions mattered, right? So did you feel like in, and this kind of goes into like the culture of uh, college nowadays, because I know like from what, you know, obviously experience, personal experience and um, what you see in the news that it's just kind of like, it's not, it, it's not always a, the best experience. Like you've got like the social pressure and there is none of this sort of connection a lot of times, right? And so in a way you wanted to create like a completely different environment for these people to flourish even in their college years. Yeah. It was sort of just shining some light on things that I felt could just be more obvious, but some people were missing. So Mm -hmm. as an example, one of the buildings that I lived in, it had 1200 people living in it and there was an, an elevator, like four elevators right when you walked in the door. So you walk in the door and people just would hang out in the lobby and wait for the elevator to go up to their room. So 1,200 people are in this one building. There's four elevators. People are going to get food and going to class and going out to the bar every day. So those elevators were like constantly full of people. And I would notice that people would stand in the lobby and not talk. And they get in the elevator and not talk. And then they go to their room. Now, the lobby was different because there'd be some friends. They'd cross paths. Like, hey, what's up, Laurie? How's it going? Oh, my God. But people would get in the elevator. And if there was someone who lived on a different floor as them, well, like, why would you talk to them? Plus, it's an elevator. This is weird. I don't know you, and I'm in an elevator. So we created this, this idea, like, how can we how can we make these people realize that some of these people might become like their best friend. Mm-hmm. They just haven't met them yet. So we brainstormed some ideas and we came up with this program that we called Hello Vader. And literally all it was, was like a commitment to say hello mm-hmm. when you walked in the elevator. Like that's it. There, there's no more equation other than that. But because no one was saying hello when they entered the elevator, this innovative, massive opportunity was say hello when you walk in the elevator. And so that to me, again, it's like this perfect cross point between community and innovation and Mm -hmm. appreciation. There's a community of people. They might not know each other, but they all share a space. 
it's innovative to say hello in an elevator because no one ever does. Mm -hmm. And then you have no choice but to feel some sense of appreciation because you're being noticed, you're being acknowledged. And what was cool is that it expanded on its own. Like then people started to like, they, one guy brought a clarinet into the elevator one time and he's just like, I'm going to play my clarinet. And that got kind of annoying. But (laughs) the thought was like, how can I make this even more unique? Someone brought in like an old school Polaroid camera. They took pictures and then they like taped them to the elevator. So then the elevator kind of became this like little, oh yeah, remember that picture? Cool. And then someone one day put like a tuxedo on and they pretended they were literally like a old school elevator operator, like in a fancy hotel. So I love shedding light on these painfully basic, obvious, yet game-changing elements to business, to life, to relationships, to community. And I love it. That's my jam. (laughs) Did you have like some sort of experience like when you were in college that you wish that you had like what you're doing right now for everybody else? Like you wish that you had that? I did have an experience. Uh, There was two things that stood out. One of them is that I found the first few weeks of university really challenging academically. Like I was a strong student in high school and I sucked at the academics of university. I just, I didn't know how to read long books and I wasn't studying right and it it was Mm -hmm. messy. So I actually had like a, a leader on campus be just really incredible as a mentor. Like this person was one of those orientation leaders. They like reach you and make sure you know your way around campus. This guy was so good at it. Like he actually cared. Mm. So that was one thing is like, well, I, I won the lottery on who my leader is. So that kind of gets into your blood. You know, it's like, well, I want to do that too. That was one thing. And the second thing was on my final day of my first year, I finished my exams and I was just like sitting on a bench having a snack and these two girls in their final year, they ran up to me and asked if I would take their picture standing in front of the library. And I thought that was super random. Like why are two girls in their final year running up to some guy in their first year and why do they want him to take a photo of them specifically in front of the library? And they said like, Last night, we were up crying all night because we just wrote our last exam. We're now graduating. We're leaving university. And we were crying because we realized that we never even took photos of the places that we spent the most time in on this campus as best friends for four years. So I'm literally eating like a snack. (laughs) And I have this thing smack me over my head, which is this epiphany of, oh my gosh, I've still got three more years. Mm. So it's like, I felt like a back to the future moment of being in this time warp of, wow, they're regretting that time is up and I've got plenty left. So I'm just going to not be those people. Mm. I would say an incredible leader upon arrival, that struck me in a big way. And an incredible epiphany in that same first year about how to like, not miss the good stuff and not be 42 years old someday and look back thinking I woulda, coulda, shoulda. Like I did everything I could have done Mm -hmm. in my power and in my interest in university. 
Mm-hmm. And I find that I apply that to a lot. Like I, I rarely feel like, oh, I, I didn't like get into it. Mm-hmm. No, you're completely right. Appreciate those moments because it's such an important, it's four years of your life and you're, it's a period where you can make the biggest connections. Like you don't know where those connections can lead. You know, even if the person travels across the world yeah. or across the country, like you being able to take the time in those, in those years to establish a relationship can go so far. And I think that my, like what I value the most out of all of this even is that you're establishing a foundation for these people and how they should honestly carry this sort of behavior throughout life. You know, this ability of this whole elevator thing idea. I mean, even nowadays you see that people don't even make eye contact, like you're grown adults, right? But like these people that had this experience, all these students in your call in the colleges that you're influencing, I mean, like you can just bet, (laughs) that they're going to say, you know, I remember that time. I actually have a friend that I like a friendship I established from that time, just saying hi, like it opens up these doors of like these possibilities of what can become from just a greeting, you know? And so much more than that. It's just like that human connection that nowadays people are starved of. Like I'm in the DC area and it's a metropolitan area and it's so difficult to, Um, You know, you'll find your people like, and it's people come here from all over the place. So it's actually really hard to find natives, but Mm. yeah, you're, I mean, like I've traveled to other areas and I'll be walking down the sidewalk and people will be walking their dog and they'll look up to me and they'll smile. I'm like, Whoa, (laughs) not expecting that because it's, I mean, in this area, it's not the norm. Right. So you're setting up this sort of different perspective on how that human connection should be you know well and people get so hung up and i'm guilty of this i get hung up on this too sometimes but how do i stand out how do i be different how do i be unique how do i show up like because there's so much noise we're thinking like okay Mm. what can i do that's gonna revolutionize things and i'm gonna just be known for something Mm -hmm. and what i love to do is okay well what's everybody doing and what's everybody not doing <laughs> one of the things that people are not doing let's just start doing some of those things and exactly. that's why if you literally walk around in the dc area and you keep a post-it note and a pen in your hand and you make eye contact and smile with a hundred people in the course of an hour oh my god that will completely alter your state and the state of others and you're going to look kind of like a goof because you're score keeping smiles and eye contact but literally no one else is going to do that you're you're going to be the only one doing that in dc Hmm. for the time in which you're doing that but like that's not that's not sexy that's not impressive that's not like game changing revolutionary except it is it is it so is, but it's kind of risky to be the person who walks around and smiles because, like, no one's doing it. <laughs> yeah, and if you're a guy, you might, you know. <laughs> have some it's true. On you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you need to really, uh, like, frame what you're doing and why. Yeah. So you're and not just, like, creeping people out. So something that I did um, the other day was I did this ugly face challenge. Right? Okay. 
I started off in the morning and uh, I just went to my mirror and I was going to do a selfie. And then I was like, cause I hate like this whole thing of like multiple selfies, right? I have a limit mm. of like, I try to do five and if I don't get it, I'm like, forget it. <laughs> right. Which I shouldn't even do that. I should be like at five. If like, whatever is at the fifth one, I'm going to post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But anyways, this day I was like in a mirror, I was like taking a selfie and I'm like, you know what? Forget this. I made an ugly face and I posted it. And then nice. I'm like, you know, this is, this is the actual face. I was making a joke, but I was like, this is the actual face I make like most 80% of the day. I'm yeah. like, I should just walk around like this. <laughs> Right. But then I made a challenge and I, I was posting this on my story and I'm like, hey, you guys, let's do a challenge, right? Like just embrace like authenticity, like all this social stuff is not true. Like this whole I, illusion of perfection. Yeah. And I had people like responding. And the, I mean, I had like, I posted like at least 15 to 20, it's in my highlights in my, in my Instagram that you can look at it. But what I did was that I, when I got to my, to my job, I went down to 7-Eleven and I asked them random guy. So the, the, this guy, he was like, hey, he said good morning to me. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> hey, you, I'm like, hey, I just started this ugly face challenge this morning. You know, I'm trying to influence people online to like be real and like just kind of let go of this like illusion of perfection, whatever. I'm like, can you take an ugly face picture with me? First of all, <laughs> he didn't have Instagram. So he's not on social media, right? Yeah. So he's not influenced by all this stuff. He's like, I don't even know like what that's all about. But he's like, yeah. sure. And we did it. And nice. so that's kind of like that thing of like pushing yourself out of that comfort zone for that human connection. I mean, like this was, you know, for obviously for a bigger impact because I, I definitely feel like that helped other people start. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I love that of, you know, making notes of how, make it a goal of right. how many people, because at the end of the day, it influences you like even, and it might have a ripple effect. Like you don't know. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's a great thing. I mean, that's honestly, and that's why I'm saying like, this cultural thing that you're doing for college, like college like campuses, it's amazing because it sets the foundation. Like they, these are little adults, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. They're little adults and you're making that impact on them. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like what sort of feedback have you seen? Like things that they've said, even how they've changed their, their perspectives. Some of the things that I always notice is, when I speak to college students specifically, like I tell stories about making friends. Like I, I purposely kind of position myself as like a loner in the first few days of campus because it's true. Um, but because I, I speak from a place of like not knowing many people and wanting to make friends and how do I make friends, but mm. not just like, by doing things that I'm not really comfortable with doing. And what I find is at the end of my presentations, there's, there's usually people that come up to me who they literally say like, I don't have any friends. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's kind of the, what, what comes in to me mm -hmm. because although I'm talking about like motivation and leadership and culture and at the end of the day, all I'm talking about is like how to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's like 90% of what gets people into a positive experience and succeeding in a, in a new community. So I have people come up to me who are literally like kind of shy, kind of reserved and be like, I, uh, yeah, like I, I don't really have a lot of friends here. And I usually talk to people at the start of university. So it's like right around move in day. So they're like four hours into college. Mm -hmm. 
and you yes. can see like you know they clearly just got their hair cut they're like wearing their best outfit like it's their first day of the next chapter of their life wow but what they connect to the most is like the making friends part of the speech because you know if you go to some event and you're solo like your first assignment is okay like who do i sit with and Mm -hmm. who do i walk up to and say hi to like if if we don't come with someone our first step is find someone so that we're not there alone Mm. and and that's the thing that i always hear and like I, I used to do only speaking to colleges and stuff. Now I'd say maybe like 20% of my work is that and the other 80 is really similar messages to people at all stages, whether it's like kids mm-hmm. on social media or people running their own business and they feel lonely because running your own business is a lonely thing a lot of the time. It's, I feel like I'm kind of in this, okay, well, wherever you are, how do you make a friend? Not, not be super popular how do you make a friend exactly and then stack on that <laughs> you're teaching like people how to connect with other people essentially yeah like genuinely and in a grateful position like just being present with that other person and valuing that person as like for who they are you know yeah and in yeah. a way that is genuine it's not like mm, oh, just, just exactly. do what i do like no <laughs> Because that's awful direction and I'm, I'm not some master of it. I'm a master at communicating creative ways to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not saying like, just copy my, like follow my lead. No, it's follow my lead with be as freaking sincere and genuine as possible mm-hmm. and be willing to look kind of goofy to cut mm-hmm. through the noise and to attract people that totally click with you. I was going to ask you that, like, what are your tactics for making genuine connection, like right off the bat? Uh, There's a, there's a few things, but one thing that I've done over the years, this isn't like with everybody, but I'll carry thank you cards. Like I've got these cards that I made that just say, thank you. Like you're looking at one right now on the screen, but for those listening, it's just sort of like Mm -hmm. thank and a big you on the card. And I'll carry them in my pocket or in my backpack or mm-hmm. I'll literally keep them in my car so that it's, it's on my person. Like they're available to me. And so if I go to a conference, let's say, okay, I don't know a lot of people here. Well, go to a conference and maybe I see in the conference program, someone's like face and their bio, maybe they're giving a workshop. And I think to myself, that's a cool sounding workshop. I'd like to get to know that person. Mm-hmm. For most people, that's where we stop. Mm-hmm. We, we stop at the thought. Yeah. Me, one thing I love to do, not, not with everybody, but I'd say like three quarters of the time, if I think that and I have a card on me, I'll get the card, I'll look in the program. I'm like, okay, it says their name is Lori and She's doing a session about owning your story. That sounds really cool. So I literally get out the card because I thought that. So I'm like, hey, Lori, in the card, handwritten, old school. Hey, Lori, Mm -hmm. my name is Blake. I'm at this conference. You and I have not met yet. I saw your info in the program. 
Love the concept of own your story. Not sure if I'll even be at your session. If I am, awesome. If I'm not around at the time, good luck. Um, all the best, Blake. And then I will go up to you at the conference. And I'll even if like you're in the middle of a conversation or if it's at the end of your session, I'll be like, hi, Laurie. Uh, my name is Blake. We've not met yet. This is for you. Really thought what you're doing is cool. I got to run. I'll catch you later. And then because of social media, I will then follow up with you after. Mm. And I'll literally just be like, hey, Laurie, I was the guy who gave you that card. Uh, how was the session? And then uh, we're literally, we're at like stage 10 at that point. I love that. That's amazing. I never would have thought of doing something like that because, you know, you start thinking that might come off weird, but the reality of the matter is that it's not, that's so real. And I'll literally call it out. I'll write like, this, is, this might be weird. Like, <laughs> not met, like, so, I might have never gotten this before. Yeah. Um, but it's, wow. it's like, I love forming a, a new friendship not even like friendship, but just like creating a connection because that's kind of where it starts. Then you go from there. But I love doing it by just turning the volume up on the voice in my and your head. Mm. Like even you reaching out to podcast guests, you probably stumble upon people all the time. It's like, I want to reach out to that person. Okay. What's, what's the way to reach out to that person? Okay. Like what is the message? What is the approach? What is, I mean, I feel like that's what we as human yeah. beings do. And so my approach has always been like leading with something I have been impacted by from that person. Okay. So one of my now best friends, uh, his name is Drew Dudley. He's got like, I don't know, one of the top TED Talks on the internet or something. And I first met Drew when I went to a TEDx conference and I was in the audience. I thought his speech was awesome. And so I wrote him a card while I was sitting in the audience. And then after, when he was out in the lobby, just like mingling with people, I went up to him and I was like, Drew, we've not met yet. My name is Blake. This is for you. And then I, you know, 30 seconds later, someone else came up to him and said, hey, and I was kind of out of there. So then... I just follow up online. I'm like, Drew, great talk. I was the guy who gave you the card. Hope you're great. And I'll take a picture of what I wrote before I put it in the envelope. Because then eight years from now, I might be going through an old photo folder. And it's like a picture of a card I wrote to Lori from 2007 when we met at that conference. I see that. I think of Lori we have the internet so i could look up lori we're probably connected in some way i will send you lori the image literally with a message of like throwback <laughs> and <laughs> and boom like it's it's recharged oh. the whole relationship oh my goodness that's amazing i love that that's such a authentic like just freaking deep way to make human connection it's just so real i love that wow yeah, and it so is you'll just do that it's random it's like uh, well, that's because it's not normal. That's the yeah. only reason why it's weird is because people don't usually do it. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it at all. And that's where people get that mixed up. They think because yeah. something feels weird that it's wrong, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not. You're just, you have to embrace what's unique, you know? And that's totally. exactly like kind of what I was mentioning before about like the ugly face challenge. Like that, yeah. if they said somebody that wasn't at that level of like the mental sort of, you know, 
place in their life, they'd be like, that's so strange. Like, who does that? And it's like, it's not strange. Just because right. you don't believe in it. Like, it is a shy thing too. Like, you're shy. And I get yeah. that. But that's yeah. where, like, people like you and I have to start create making as much as we can, like, this sort of different perspective mm-hmm. on things as yeah. a norm, as normalized as possible. Yeah. You know? And I think that the more that we embrace it, and we're just like, yo, this is what we do, and we don't care, and whatever, uh, people are going to follow it more likely. So, you know, I love what you're doing. I honestly do. You have my full support. Keep going. Um, (laughs) My biggest thing is, like, when I see it, is, like, you are literally setting up these little adults for a more successful future, because if they can't connect with people, then, I mean, like, that, that affects business. That affects their personal lives in regards to not only friends but love you know so it's all of this stuff it's just that ability to put yourself out there and then just genuinely care about other people yeah and it's a beautiful thing that you're doing so that's why i love this podcast because i can literally get people on here and connect with amazing people like right like so many things are made for that purpose because like we all love it and want it and need it it's like i just want to connect with amazing people exactly but i did want to ask you blake you have your guitar can we do something i mean we can attempt to do something (laughs) i've I've got a guitar here and as i was saying i I always love like playing backup guitar for other people who like sing or jam along or whatever so Okay. Well, I don't know anything. If anything, because you, when you play music, because you do play music for your um, college students when you do this. Yep. Do you, do, do you have any specific songs that you, that you play? I basically play songs that are just instrumentals. Like I'm, I'm using music to sort of like set a tone and a mood and a vibe. So I don't actually like sing a song. You don't sing. No. <laughs> That's the next step. <laughs> I I play the music. I do this like joking thing where I sing the song Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh, I know Wonderwall. But literally I, I sing like one line to then get the crowd to, to join in and I like use it as a as like a story about Yeah. But it's always also fun to just play some background thing on the guitar and then people can like make up a song on top of it or like rap on top of it or who knows? So sometimes like this, this good old classic. That... All right, let's hear it. Oh my God. <laughs> so see, like all I, I did was just play oh, Lose Yourself. Eminem. I actually love Eminem. I have most of his songs memorized. <laughs> oh, well, hey. Uh, hold up. This one is, um, this is that curtain song? This is Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself. Yeah. But I, that's what I love about music is like, I just played those two simple little notes and you were just like, what? Yeah. And, and then you get the crowd going. And you got memories and it's making you think of like music you have heard. and. Yeah, man. Well, then that's, I mean, oh gosh, I don't think I'm ready to sing today either. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever we say in the remaining time on the podcast, if I just strum the guitar and like. <clears throat> there you go. We can do that. It adds a layer of something. So, so Blake is going to be playing some background music to the closing of this episode, which is a special approach today. 
And essentially, all I'm going to do is give everybody the contact information for Blake. <laughs> nice. If you wanted to reach out to Blake, you can find him on Instagram at BlakeFly. You can also send him an email at his email, which is Blake at BlakeFly.com or his website, which is BlakeFly.com. Perfect. That's where I hang out. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. Like, I truly appreciate it. Oh, well, hey, it was an honor to be invited. And I love that it all began with some small world connection and other people have benefited and this thing isn't even live yet. It's going to be amazing. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time. That concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, feel inspired, and would like to hear more, please subscribe to the Relentless Minds podcast via the link in the show notes or visit LoriJimenez.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.